The problem we're facing with gas prices has two roots. First, the pandemic. When COVID struck, demand for oil plummeted, so production slowed down worldwide. It's because of the strength and the speed of our recovery, demand for oil shot back up much faster than the supply. That's why the cost of gas began to rise last year. The second route is Vladimir Putin. The start of this year, gas was about $3.30 a gallon. Today, it's about averaging 420, 422. It's higher in many states. The fault is COVID. The fault is, uh, is Vladimir Putin. Never the, never the fault of Joe Biden. Never the fault of, of policies. Is it his fault that we have an economy or a jobs number today that didn't meet expectations? Is it his fault that the economy is faltering with inflation rising and stagflation possibly here? And now people talking about the inverted yield curve, which is a conversation, a marker for recession. Is he going to accept any blame or can he play the blame game enough to hopefully get him some results in the midterms and in 2024? Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Stephen Moore joins us right now, former senior Trump economic advisor, part of the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. He's the founder there. And we talk about, sir, uh, this jobs report. Uh, It came in under, yet people are talking about it as strong. What's your take? Hey, Tony, good to be with you. Well, before I answer that question, I'd like to um, respond to what uh, Joe Biden said yesterday. Oh, feel free. This is probably what his uh, 312th um, energy policy. It seems to change every every few days. Um, so when Trump, when Biden says, look, you know, we, you know, this is because of the economy recovered from COVID, um, Joe economy was six months into recovery before you came into office six months before you know what the oil price was you know what the inflation rate was the month that trump left office i'm not sure but it was lower than now (laughs) 1.6 percent so we during a recovery the the um inflation rate was 1.6 trump leaves office and in 14 months 14 months. I don't know how Biden did it. He took the inflation rate from 1.6% to 8%. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I didn't think he could do it, but he did. Um, th- then he says, oh, don't worry about those high gas prices, Tony. Don't worry about it because we're all going to buy electric vehicles. You know how many cars on the road, what percentage of cars on the road today are electric vehicles? What, what, I'm getting one getting quizzed. It's killing me. I do not. What is the number of electric vehicles on the road today? About three to four percent. Three to four percent, not 30 to 40, three to four. So if my math is right, Tony, that means 96 percent of our cars use old fashioned gasoline. So it's right. insulting, Mr. President. You say, oh, don't worry that you have to pay $80 to fill up your tank. Uh, because you can go out and buy an electric vehicle. Uh, people don't have $80,000 just sitting around to buy a Tesla. I mean, again, it's insulting when Biden says that. Um, and then he says, I mean, I, you know, I get so, sorry, Tony, I just get so infuriated. No, 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 I'm, I'm letting uh, you roll. Then, I've then got questions. Said, don't you worry. What? So then I, he said, the other th- thing he said in his press conference, uh, we need these um, energy companies who have leases on federal lands to drill to uh, start drilling. Really? How many times, Tony, in the last three years has Joe Biden said 
He doesn't want any drilling on federal lands. None. Zero. He's going to outlaw. It's going to forbid it. He's going to hang you in the public square if you drill on federal lands. And now he's telling, cajoling the uh, energy companies to drill on federal lands when he said 100 times he, he wants to outlaw it? Well, this is part of of the the, the problem and the bigger question regarding his policies and being able to kind of decipher his policies. On the electric car conversation, we still have to power the electricity somehow. And when you talk about... When you talk about drilling, wouldn't there be a policy, like if we go back to the days of of President Trump, were there policies in place to help these oil companies to make it easier on them to do what is necessary on the exploratory side to determine whether or not there was oil under the ground? Yeah, so look, as you know, I I served as one of the economic advisors to Trump. I was with him many times in the Oval Office when we talked about energy policy. I used to tell him, you know, Mr. President, you know, from the very start, you know, of his presidential campaign you know we'd say larry kudlow and others would say mr president if you go all in on producing american oil or gas or coal or nuclear power you know take advantage of the shale revolution that that uh, you know quadrupled the amount of oil and gas we have in this country uh that's technologically feasible to uh, to drill uh you know we would say to him, mr president you can make america energy independent and i'll never forget tony and trump would wag his finger at us and say Steve, I don't want America to be energy independent. I want us to be energy dominant. And we were on the path to being energy dominant through a all-in American energy policy. Drill, use our coal, use our nuclear, where appropriate, wind and solar. We could maybe get 10% of our energy from wind and solar, not more than that, but we probably could. Um, And so what's happened is Biden's come in. He declares war on – I mean, I'm not exaggerating – uh, almost literally, but certainly figuratively, he declared war on American energy production because he hates the oil and gas industry. He said, by the way, his, his own appointment, appointees say they, their goal is to bankrupt the oil and gas right. industry. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm so frustrated because he talks out of both sides of his mouth. Folks, let me be very clear about this. Joe Biden and his wacko green energy advocates want high oil, oil and gas prices. This is exactly what they want, because when the price of it goes up, it forces you to use less of it. And so that is uh, that is simply the truth of this. I guarantee you uh, that if Donald Trump were still president today, instead of producing 10 million million barrels a day of oil, we'd be at 15 million easily, easily. And that would be 500 million dollars more a day at $100 a barrel that we would be coming into this country rather than leaving this country. So, um, you know, this is this is the most cockamamie energy policies I've ever seen. All we're doing is exporting the oil and gas production from the United States to Russia, to Saudi Arabia, to Iran, to Venezuela, and the OPEC countries. Let's get a little deeper right now. Talking talking to Stephen Moore, uh, economist. He was an advisor, uh, senior advisor, economic advisor to President uh, Donald Trump. Um, the other part of, of the green conversation is if, if yeah. oil is and gas is higher, it makes green look good by uh, comparison. I, this was that's President why, Obama saying they, that rates have to skyrocket. Want high oil prices. Look, if you if you had um, you know oil prices back at sixty dollars a barrel, which they were under under Trump, we were you know we were paying two dollars and sixty nine cents a gallon the day that Trump left office. Now we're paying four dollars and fifty nine cents a gallon. So that's an almost two dollar a gallon increase that by the way when trump biden says oh i'm never going to raise tax on anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand 
every time you go to the gas pump, every time you go to the grocery store, you're pay- paying the Biden inflation tax. That is absolutely true. And inflation is a, a, a tax. But exactly. let's go to the other part of this uh, really yeah. quick, which was okay. about uh, the, the, the jobs numbers. And I mean, even on yeah. oil, you heard uh, Speaker Pelosi saying we can't use this as an excuse to drill more. We have to use this as an opportunity to build out our green. She said that once again, proving the theory. But on these jobs report, 431,000 yeah. instead of 490 plus thousand. Do you look at this report as a positive or is it a miss of 60,000 jobs and indicative of the weaker labor labor market continuing? Uh, so, um, I mean, it's a good news, news, bad news story. First of all, it is it is overall a good news story. I mean, my God, 500,000 jobs when you include the revisions from the previous month. That's a lot of jobs in one month. And we've had three or four really good you know, months of jobs. The jobs are out there, Tony. The jobs are out there. There's 10 million unfilled jobs in this country. Never seen anything like it. Um, so any, you, you want a job, folks, folks, and you have any any useful skill at all, you can find one in 48 hours. Um, so that's the good news. The bad news here, by, by the way, we're st- even with these good jobs numbers we had for the last three or four months, we're still about 2 million jobs short of where we were pre-COVID. Oh, that's that's the whole conversation of look at all the jobs that I've created. But you and I both know that he has not created a single job at all. All he has done is had people go back to work. Yeah. And that that all started again. People I don't want people to forget the history here. The United States was an economic, huge economic recovery. The, the day that uh, of the election, you know, it's it's amazing to me that people, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, we had had two really strong quarters of growth um, and we we're getting well beyond the, the crisis of COVID. Incidentally, now, on uh, the biggest problem when it comes to that jobs report is, yes, the jobs are out there. But over the last year, according to these latest statistics, Tony, the wages, the average wage for Amer- an American um, grew by 5.5%. Now, that's a good number over a year, 5.5%. But guess what? Inflation grew by almost 8%. So do the math there, <laughs> right, Tony? Right. That means that people actually lost. Per, your, your paycheck is shrinking, folks. Your paycheck is shrinking because of this Biden inflation tax. It means people are getting poorer, not richer under Biden. So this the, this job reports for you is is the mixed bag. You look at this and can say, uh, you know, very 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 clearly, not worrying about the politics of it, but but the honesty of it. Hey, this this is certainly the the right direction. But yeah. I I'm having trouble uh, squaring the circle on this. Talking to Stephen Moore, economist, a uh, former senior economic advisor to President Donald Trump, I'm having problems squaring the circle on this. When you take a look at the 4.5 million people who quit their jobs in January, the quits report, as as we know it, and that uh, next to the fact that there are, as last report, not 10 million, but 11.4 million jobs available in the United States. I see unemployment going down. I see people quitting, and I see this massive amount of jobs still open, and I don't know how to make sense of the things. Do it for me, please. Yeah, I wish I could. I mean, it is complicated. But, but, but I'll say this, um, that the, a, a big factor here is that Biden spent his entire first year in office. What was he doing, Tony? He was paying people not to work. Think of all those government handout programs. 
the expanded unemployment benefits, uh, the expanded uh, child credits of, uh, you know, three hundred dollars uh, a month. You have three kids, you got a thousand bucks a month. Uh, the expanded food stamps, rental assistance. Millions of people didn't even have to pay their rent because the government paid for it. We forgave people for their debts, their student loans. Uh, we had, uh, I could go on and on and on. And so people could make, you know, in, in a state like Indiana, you could make 75000 bucks, not even working from all these government benefits. And so what we need to do is get back to the idea, now that we're back to a situation where COVID is thankfully, you know, pretty much behind us, let's, let's go back to the idea that, you know, you have to work to get these benefits because we need, we need Americans back working. We, you know, we need to get Americans back on the job. So let me maybe uh, try and look for some hope in, in all of this. As, as you study and, and go over these Donald policies. Trump takes over the White House in 2020, you know, five. I mean, you know, because we cannot. I mean, I'm just aghast at the wrong decisions this president so, makes. So, I mean, so here's the question. One thing on the economy he has done right. I, I, I can't. I, of course, I, if, if I could, I, I would, but he's got nothing. I would honestly say I think this is correct if I thought there was something there. So the, so the question for us is is that it, it doesn't matter who you are. You could have your pedigree or you could be a fool like me or you could be anybody out there uh, in, in America of different uh, economic uh, uh, classes, of different education classes, and you know that your food costs more and your gas costs more. So when we look at Biden's policies, they seem remarkably detached from the reality. At what moment, given your understanding of economics and your time in, in the political sphere, at what moment, in the, in, as you see the Biden administration, should the reality kick in and their own party should say, we can't go on like this? Well, I think that panic button was, was, uh, was uh, pushed yesterday. I mean, Biden actually had to go out there and with a street, straight face say, oh, we need more drilling on federal lands. I mean, that's a complete reversal of everything he said for the last two years. He said he wants to basically outlaw, ban drilling on federal lands. Now it's like, did you ever play that game when you were a kid, green light, red light? Yes. Remember that? Yeah. That's like his energy policy. You know, uh, no, you can't drill. Uh, red light. Oh, yes, you can drill. Green light. Red light. Green light. How are the energy companies supposed to deal with that? I mean, you right. know, do you think they trust him? Do you think they trust him when he says, oh, go ahead and drill. Go, go make that billion-dollar investment. We'll let you drill. And then tomorrow he says, oh, no, no, no. You know, red light. You can't drill. So this is confusing. That I talked to the people who were involved in the Keystone Pipeline. They said, we're not going to build that thing now. Are you crazy? We invested all this money in it, and then Biden comes in and says, "No, you can't build it now." Well, you can. I mean, it's just it, it, there's no consistency in the policy. None of the people in these industries um, trust not just Biden, but the left wing ideologues he's put in virtually. I mean, Pete Buttigieg, he's the he's the transportation secretary. He doesn't know anything about transportation. <laughs> well, he's made that very obvious and very, very clear. Uh, Stephen Moore, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, former Trump uh, senior economic advisor, uh, sir, I appreciate you being with us, being a part of the show. We will have more of the show coming up. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz.